What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up, guys? And welcome to episode 22 of the Life in Motion audio experience. In this episode, I chat with Shep Roper from Beyond Boundaries, a nonprofit in Richmond, Virginia. They believe that adventure is for everyone and should be inclusive, no matter a person's circumstance. Their programs include things like whitewater rafting, rock climbing, hiking, and more. Check out what they have going on, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to hit that share button. Cheers. What's going on, everybody? I've got Shep Roper here on the line from Beyond Boundaries, which is a nonprofit in Richmond, Virginia. Um, they Their kind of motto, I guess you would say, is they believe that, uh, that adventure is for everyone. So I'm super excited to kind of see how they're doing that. Um, and I'm also kind of stoked that they're doing it in my home state of Virginia. Um, but anyways, uh, if we just get into kind of your story is, you know, who you are, you know, where you're from, hobbies, kind of what, what kind of drives you and kind of led you down this path? Yeah, totally. Um, so Jeremy, I appreciate you having me on and just kind of talking a little bit about this. My backstory, um, grew up and raised in, um, the Hanover right outside of Richmond, Virginia. Um, and you know, love playing outside, wasn't super into like the adventure aspect of stuff, um, but always was building, you know, teepees and forts in the backyard and paintball and riding my bike in the woods and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess pretty normal childhood, if you will. And then um, my co-founder, um, he, my buddy Kyle, he uh, grew up um, one town over, pretty much the same um, upbringing. Um, you know, we, I think we both fell in love with our outdoor passion, um, fell in love with like the nature aspect of what we do. I was a little later in college when, when I kind of fell in love with it, he kind of did a little bit more growing up. Um, but, but, you know, college where I went to Radford university, we both did. Um, that's where that, that passion really set in. Um, and not just the experiences we would do, but the facilitation aspect too, of leading groups, doing all these outdoor adventures. Um, and now, I mean, it's, it's hard not to find me either paddleboarding or fishing or climbing, rafting, kayaking, biking, whatever, you know, we're just, we love playing outside. That's awesome. So, so you said that, um, it, it kind of, it, I guess your, your true passion, I guess, kind of happened in, um, college at Radford, which is, you know, out there for those of you guys who don't know, it's kind of out there in the, the mountains basically. So there's definitely a lot to go on there. What was it just more or less, you know, you just kind of met new people, um, you know, along with your friend Kyle as well, but that just kind of got you into it, just kind of looking for something to do. Like, I guess, how did that kind of, I guess, evolve to, you know, you mentioned like kind of leading some guys and that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I, I ended up at Radford, I think like most college students just wanting a college experience and all that, yeah. you know, falls under that, not really knowing where, you know, life was going to go. Uh, my mom actually gave a presentation to um, students and faculty at Radford and met one of the professors who was, who was uh, later to be uh, my advisor and professor. Um, and she's like, Shep, I think you need to talk to this guy. He's got some cool stuff going on. So I set up a meeting for me. I went and talked and, and um, I didn't know anything really about him. He was, the, you know, in the outdoor field, but the therapeutic rec side of that. And um, oh, sweet. And yeah, he's like, so, you know, if you could do anything, what would you want to do? And I was like, honestly, I'd love to take people with disabilities and teach them how to snowboard. And he's like, come with me. I'm signing you up right now. So <laughs> that's, you know, I didn't even know that you could major in that. I mean, it was 
honestly, it was pretty sweet where a lot of the times where my friends were like, I got to study and cram for this like calculus test. I'm like, oh, I feel bad for you because I have to go rock climbing and uh, caving this weekend. <laughs> so I'm not going to say it was a, it was a tough experience. Um, we learned a lot. There was a lot to it. Um, especially from the safety aspect of outdoor adventure. There's a lot that goes into that, but it, we were really privileged to have like a fun, super fun, uh, collegiate experience that way. That's sweet. So, so then what, I guess, what did that like degree wise, what did that fall under? So it was, so it was uh, recreation parks and tourism. Um, okay. and it was concentration of you either did tourism, therapeutic rec or outdoor rec. Um, and we concentrated in outdoor rec with a little bit of therapy, uh, therapeutic rec background. Really? That's, that's awesome. So, so when you started kind of doing that, you know, once he signed you up, you know, once you mentioned, you know, trying to help people with disabilities, with snowboarding and whatnot, what, um, did you start getting involved with like any other classes as well? Um, or, you know, activities, I guess I should say. Yeah, we did a lot. Um, so a lot of our programming was the traditional, um, outdoor adventure stuff. Like we would take people, um, you know, of all abilities, able-bodied students at Radford, we take them down, you know, the new river over there, um, on canoes or kayaks. Um, there was a, a ropes course element that we did programming where we had high ropes and low ropes. And we worked with a lot of different populations. One of the ones that always stands out is, um, we worked with a lot of, uh, brain injury populations, um, with oh. the low and high ropes course, which is really cool. Where where the therapeutic side really fell into place there. Wow. That's, that's awesome. So yeah, it, was something, it was something that I didn't even know that, you know, this was a possibility leaving high school. Well, it's funny too. Cause I mean, I, and you know, with, you know, what I do and I, I've come across, you know, nonprofits like yourself, you know, as far as, you know, um, kind of using those activities in like a therapeutic way, but I never realized that there was actual, um, I guess a, a degree more or less for like when you went to school, um, which is kind of awesome hearing that, you, you know, you actually went to school with that and kind of learned the different aspects of it as a whole and then have kind of changed or, or used that of course, you know, to start beyond boundaries. So that's, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I think with the, you know, the growth in, um, you know, cities finding, stuff like fun stuff like playing in your backyard type of deal like you know explore your city with the increase in that I think a lot of more colleges are starting to add that to the curriculum whether it's on a social side or actually that you can you know minor or major in it um, I know at the time and I'm pretty sure it's still true that Radford you know at least on the east coast was one of the top schools to go um, in the outdoor rec field of therapeutic rec field we had awesome um, staff very experienced, very knowledgeable staff on board. Um, and, and really they're the ones that helped at least me, and I'm assuming Kyle as well, that just helped, um, secure our passion and, and really give us the experience that we really needed to not only do it, but eventually do it on our own. That's sweet. So, so kind of with that, um, I guess following the story along, you know, you know, growing up a kid in the woods, you know, kind of doing all that, that typical kind of, uh, thing and then kind of getting more passionate about it in college and then obviously kind of taking it as um you know majoring in kind of outdoors and kind of helping others what is kind of like um what has kind of kept you involved with those with the progression of i guess you know your your involvement with those activities you know when it comes to outdoors and then at the same time you know obviously being in the unique situation where you are helping others how is that kind of like kept you want to stay involved with it as um, not only when you were in college, but now of course, you know, moving forward now with beyond boundaries. So I think 
So I think the best um, answer I can give you besides just like every program's awesome and different. And honestly, we take away something different from every program, even if it's the same group coming back uh, time after time. Um, I did an internship after or through my last semester at college um, and then worked for this company after my internship was done. And Kyle followed a similar path after me. Um, in California, there's an organization called ETC, Environmental Traveling Companions. And they, and they basically, they're based in San Francisco. They kind of pioneered the outdoor adventure field for people with disabilities um, for, I bet, 60 years now they've been doing it. So really? Um, yeah, when we got hooked up with them and, and interned and then were um, hired on a staff afterwards, it was an awesome experience, not only like to see what they were doing, but just the whole atmosphere that they, it was a huge community-based, um, community-based of volunteers that just all shared one of two passions, the love for the outdoors and then, and then passing that love on to those who just typically don't have the opportunities to do it and working with them really i think that kind of um drove the nail through for me i mean it 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 sealed the deal i knew like without having like a defining moment it, i just knew after that experience like this is what i want to do and um so we both worked out there for about a year um after college we moved back to richmond uh virginia for you know different reasons afterwards and fast forward maybe another I don't know, five or six years, uh, you know, we were sitting down having a beer one day, just, you know, talking about, talking about the good old days, if you will, uh, and how we really missed what we were doing and the whole atmosphere that ETC that we had, you know, a family atmosphere out there. And we're like, let's get involved with something like that in Richmond. And so we, you know, we got our phones out and kind of looked around for what there was, uh, to like sign up for. And there really wasn't any options. Um, okay. So we just decided to start it on our own. So let's, you know, let's do this. How do we do this? I mean, our first, our first um, notes were just on the back of a bar napkin of like the idea didn't have a name, just knew what we wanted to do. We love rafting was like the common, you know, the biggest commonality we had. And we said, let's just start taking people with disabilities rafting and see where it goes. And that was like early part of 2014. Okay. So, yeah, so that's how it kind of blossomed from, you know, playing outside as a kid to getting an education, you know, facilitating others doing that, um, you know, work afterwards for somebody else doing that, and then eventually, you know, forming our own nonprofit organization. That's sweet. So, um, you know, of course, you know, you mentioned that you guys, um, after that, you, you know, you moved back home in the Richmond area or whatnot afterwards for different reasons. It sounds like originally you guys were um, – you know, probably focusing on, on a different career maybe or whatnot, but, um, so, but, but anyways, where I'm going with this is kind of as a VCU graduate, you know, I want to put Richmond on the map. So I guess as you were starting yeah. to get, um, start brainstorming this idea, uh, for Beyond Boundaries and then like moving forward and like, okay, this has got to be the place that, you know, we're going to do this and try to create that community. What is it about, like uh, Richmond and kind of the area. Um, of course, I don't know how far you guys travel, if at all, outside of the area, but what is it about there that kind of uh, makes it, I guess, work well for kind of the the purpose and the mission of Beyond Boundaries, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, it totally does. Um, you know, Richmond is being, I guess, put on the map right now, uh, you know, besides VCU just rocking it and um, – <laughs> and some basketball, which is great. Um, it's also, you know, it's like, it's the, 
all the restaurants are coming in, all the foodies love it. So many breweries are all successful and offer something different. So if you like beer, like it's the spot to hit. Um, and then the outdoor adventure side is, is that, you know, third piece of the triangle, I think that draws people to Richmond. Um, and it's, and I, I think it's a lot of, because of the James River park system with the trails and the James river itself. I mean, just increasing the access, it's hard to go out on a nice day. It's impossible on a nice day. It's hard even on a, on a <laughs> nasty day to go out and not see, you know, bikers on the trails, hikers on the trails, anglers, fishing, the James, rafters, kayakers, any paddler, um, you know, whether it's flat water or, you know, the fall line where all the rapids are right in the heart of the city. I mean, it's just, it's a busy area. Um, and it's right in your backyard. And we always say it's, it's the only place that you can literally go out and, and raft and paddle these class three, sometimes four rapids and be at home to, you know, drink a beer in your backyard by noon. <laughs> um, you know, to find this caliber of a river and find all these trails and stuff, a lot of the times you have to, you know, travel to the mountain area. Um, and we were lucky enough to have it in our backyard. Yeah, that's that's all. Yeah, that's a good point. Like you said, to kind of 30 minutes out and then, you know, not even if you you're not in the middle of nowhere at the same time. Um, you know, if you do want to travel in the city and kind of do something that way. So that's, that is pretty awesome that it is so conducive to that and like you said kind of the area is growing um as being more supportive of, of things like what um what you guys are all about so which i guess is a great segue into um you know what so you know you mentioned you know creating it kind of from your experience in college and kind of love for the outdoors and then uh starting it on the back of a napkin uh but what what is it exactly i mean what is you know what's your mission kind of what are you guys all about um and kind of what is driving that i guess is the organization itself no, perfect. Uh, so we, so Beyond Bounders, we do outdoor adventures with people with disabilities to kind of sum it up. Um, and it started, so basically, um, you know, our mission is to offer individuals of all ability levels, you know, no matter physical, cognitive, developmental, or economic, um, the opportunity to really get out and experience outdoor activities uh, with with our community and that kind of brings in the other side of our mission. So to increase access uh, to people who don't typically um, have those chances, uh, you know, somebody who's not going to wake up on Saturday and, and say, I, I'm going to go rafting today. Um, you know, that's kind of our target audience. And the other side of our mission is really the inclusion side. And, you know, we're, that's a huge driving force behind what we do. We are so, appreciative of our huge volunteer uh, volunteer base we have so many volunteers that just volunteer their time to come out and help out on programs in a lot of different aspects um and the inclusion side is super important because that's you know another thing that just adds to our community so you know we want to provide the chance for people to see someone for their ability rather than their disability yeah, um, yeah. and you know just build on our commonalities something that we have in common which might for the day just be that you know adrenaline rush that we want to climb, you know, some, do some rock climbing and we might have a lot of different stuff about us, but that is a huge commonality, at least for the day. And you build on that. So the inclusion side is really a driving force, um, as well as the access. Yeah. So, and then you mentioned before too, kind of the, the need came from is, you know, you guys are looking to get involved with some, something similar and there wasn't anything out there. Was it, was it more that, you know, was it the different pieces that were missing, like where you might find a group that was, you know, supportive with the inclusion aspect of it, but maybe they didn't offer, you know, 
as many activities or vice versa, or was it, there kind of wasn't anything. And then I guess, and then, and then how did you kind of decide? And then when it goes into the activities that you guys are actually doing now, um, kind of what is that spectrum as far as the different uh, outdoor activities that you guys uh, help facilitate, I guess? Yeah. So when we did our, um, you know, our, our Google search of what to get involved with, um, the only organization that we were aware of um, that we are good friends with and work well, work with together uh, now is an organization called Sportable. And um, they started um, probably six or seven years, I would say, before we started. And um, I actually worked from part time a little bit with their kayaking program um, before Beyond Boundaries even kind of existed. And uh, or it was just a, maybe a thought. And um, so they, they do, you know, seasons and they do similar activities. Um, we have a lot of crossover with their athletes and our participants, um, but we have a lot of differences as well. And, um, you know, they're, they're more of a season-based um, experience where we're a, we're a one-off. You're going to come and, and you know, we're not going to teach you how to raft, but you're going to have just a badass time rafting down the river with us. Um, so that was the closest thing that we found. Um, and so obviously they were successful, they still are. And there, we knew there was a need in Richmond for it. So, um, there's definitely plenty of need for both of our organizations to kind of coexist together, which is great. Um, as for like what we offer, we started with whitewater rafting. Kyle and I both love whitewater rafting. So it was just a perfect fit to kind of kick off the adventure, you know, what we were going to do. And then we kind of started listening to our participants and what we, what they wanted. And we said, let's try it. So we, um, we added a hiking program. Uh, Since then we um, added rock climbing, um, fishing. And then this year we're going, we started a kayaking aspect and then um, hope to do some paddle boarding as well. So, you know, we partner with a lot of organizations in the community, which have been great. It helps us, um, it helps us network and, and give that, platform to our reach a little bit greater which is awesome they richmond's been so supportive of of our mission and and fitting us into the outdoor industry Uh, you know i don't think people are really looking at us as competition it's more of just uh you know in the outfitter world it's more of just an extra addition so it's been pretty sweet that's awesome um to go back to the uh sportable thing or quick did you did you work with a hunter over there this is completely random yeah he's he's the director now Okay, and he used to work for the Richmond Kickers, right? He did. Okay, so I I interned with the Richmond Kickers at VCU, and so I, I kind of worked with him as well. And that just when you said sportable, I, I remembered him being involved with that while he was still with the Kickers. So that's just funny. Uh, yeah, small world. <laughs> but so so that's awesome. So you kind of took that and kind of um, were able to feed kind of off of the different things. And it sounds awesome that you have so much community buy-in. Um, and you also kind of mentioned that you're more one-off activities, um, if you will. Um, so, so what does like a typical day look like as far as like somebody who's signing up for, for, um, for the day or the activity or whatever, kind of, what does that whole process look like? You know, how many people, you know, do you take at a time, you know, depending on, you know, whether it's hiking or whitewater rafting or whatnot? I think so. The first thing is, I don't think I can even say something that's typical in our programming because everything's <laughs> is so different and we just adapt to. Oh, uh, yeah, know, I guess it's, yeah. 
you know, we just adapt to the needs of, of the group or the individual. Um, uh, you know, we've done small groups of, you know, four or five, like a family that's come out um, and wants to go rafting for the day or fishing. Um, and we've done groups that have been in the 50s. You know, we work with the Virginia yeah. Rehabilitation Center for the Blind and Vision Impaired quite often. I think this is our fourth year working with them. And um, the largest program we've done has probably probably been one of their groups where we've had um, 30, maybe a few more, um, completely blind or visually impaired, uh, youth. And then we've got about 20 volunteers, guides and stuff like that. So it's a, I mean, on a seven or eight raft trip, it's a pretty solid size group. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds, that's what I was going to ask. How many volunteers does that take to, to do that? Cause I mean, obviously there's a lot of different moving parts that, that kind of make to make that work. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, a lot of the logistics sides, like, to be honest, a lot of the stuff that takes uh, the most work is really the back end, the planning to make sure that we, you know, set ourselves up for success and, you know, knowing the abilities of people, knowing their goals, like, why do they even want to do this? This is something that, you know, I mean, no, anyone who does outdoor adventure, there's, there's a reason that you're, you know, you're either a huge thrill seeker and you want to get better and do it more, or you're just trying to push the, uh, push beyond your boundaries <laughs> um, yeah. and, and um, you know, try it out and maybe you love it or maybe you never do it again. Um, and then everyone in between. So finding out what a group's goals are, are super important. When it comes down to the actual trip, we try to make as few adaptations as possible so that it seems just like any other outfitter trip. Um, you know, we're not trying to wave any flags and say, look at us, look at us. Um, we're trying to make it as, uh, as of a as normal of an experience or as a typical usual experience that anyone else would would experience. Yeah, it's and then so as far as um, I mean, what it's been five years now or close, I guess since you've started doing this, how have you kind of see it affecting the local community? I mean, as far as you know, have you have you seen it kind of grow where more people are getting more interested in? in your program itself? I mean, are, is there like a trickle down effect from that, from just, you know, maybe you're hearing about other businesses doing cool inclusive things as well that might not be like adventure oriented, but you know, is along that same lines, are you kind of seeing those kind of effects come from that or anything? Yeah. I mean, both on the particip participant side, as well as the volunteer side, um, everything is just growing and it's growing quick. Um, Kyle and I wanted to put on like a really quality program from the get go and just hold true to that. So we've grown in a very smart and, and, um, and positive way. But, you know, we started out with our first year was, um, 15 people through our program. And I think our volunteer base was maybe like 10 people and they were all just close friends, um, that were like, Hey, you know, help us out. I don't really know how I need you to help me, but I just need you to be here. Um, and we kind of figure it out. And then, um, the volunteer list just grew and grew as, you know, our social media presence grew and people started word of mouth, just talking about their experience with us. And, you know, year two, um, we went 75 people through our program year three, we hit 125 last year, um, was just under 350. I think it was 347 people wow. through. And, um, this year I have no idea what the count's going to be, but I was doing some, um, some numbers earlier. And, um, last year we ran 20 trips and we already have 40 booked for this year. So wow. you know, everything's just, just blowing up right now. We were so stoked about, you know, the support we've seen and, and the growth that we've, that we've been able to accomplish. So, and so it sounds like kind of that momentum and that growth is 
largely do, and even as far as, you know, participants and also volunteers and, you know, uh, you know, get involved with other, you know, members in the community, whether, you know, that might be other businesses or whatnot. It's kind of, kind of like you said, primarily the word of mouth, I guess, is, is from what it sounds like. Oh, huge. Yeah. Word of mouth has been great. We've got a little bit of uh, news coverage, which has been awesome. Um, social media is always a huge help. Um, but yeah, word of mouth, just us talking about what we love. Um, and then other people who have been on our programs, whether they're a participant or, um, you know, a, a, a volunteer, just kind of sharing their, their passion with it as well. That's, that's awesome. So kind of as you know, each, each year it's, a uh, definitely some good increases there the numbers what is what is kind of the um what's kind of the ultimate vision for this you know i mean you guys are growing it seems like i said pretty pretty rapidly considering um you know what you just said and you know i know you know you mentioned you know you're you're you got a you know pretty much doing this full time you got a handful of volunteers uh, and a good network there so how big or you know do you see this this thing going and kind of the ultimate vision of it i think um our ultimate vision is really just to be an outdoor um outfitter um for anyone with a disability or a challenge, whether it's financial or not, and expand outside of Richmond. How far out? I don't think that you could name a place that I would tell you, no, we're definitely not going there. You know, we're, um, we're definitely, you know, open-minded to really expanding anywhere. Um, you can kind of do a, some outdoor activity in pretty much any place. So there's no real restrictions. Um, Right now, you know, we're primary, we're just in Richmond area. We've got groups coming anywhere from, you know, 45 minutes outside of the city, but it's yeah. primarily just the Richmond area. But if we could get into, you know, some more winter sports right now, we, we operate I think nine months out of the year. We run programs. We could do 10 or 11, depending on the weather. Richmond, as you know, is kind of finicky. Like sometimes it's, you get these cold spells and sometimes it's super nice, you know, randomly in February, like who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that is kind of a hurdle. So, <laughs> um, we get every season, and sometimes they all come within a week. <laughs> <laughs> and see, yeah, Missouri's a little bit like that too. So I guess I I moved about you know seventeen hours away, but yeah, the weather is pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, so you're probably used to it. <laughs> so, but that's awesome. I guess that you guys are are kind of willing and kind of you know in the back of your head and you're thinking, okay, wow, we can make we can take the same impact that we're having here in Richmond and expand it to, you know, I don't know, Harrisonburg or Northern Virginia or North Carolina or kind of, kind of wherever that just kind of takes it. It sounds like you guys are pretty open to just kind of see where, wherever it, uh, it goes, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Yep. That's awesome. So when I, I guess when it comes to that, you know, what, to expanding that way, I mean, is it, as far as like challenges and kind of needs, I mean, does it, does it kind of run into, you know, kind of, still you know raising that awareness getting more volunteers um you know, i'm sure there's funding involved i guess i guess what are your biggest challenges when it comes to to kind of keep to continually grow and then to get to a next step you know where you might move to another city or have a chapter or, or whatever in the in another city i mean I, if you're thinking about um expanding into like a new demographic or a new area i think you know just the awareness would obviously be a challenge um, 
But I think as any nonprofit would probably agree, I think funding is always our biggest challenge. You know, we do have a, a fee for service with all of our programs. Um, some of our participants um, can afford it. Some can afford all of it, some of it, and some can afford none of it. You know, a lot of almost half, I'd say maybe 40% of our numbers, our program numbers, um, we work with organizations that need some type of funding, subsidized pricing, you know, some financial assistance. And, you know, when I was talking earlier about just Richmond being super supportive, we've been able to reach out to uh, a lot of local businesses who feel our mission as well and, and are happy to help out either subsidizing um, that, that group's price or just funding and totally, um, you know, supporting the whole thing financially. So, you know, a lot of the you know, a lot of the organizations and companies in Richmond, even if they're not helping out physically on the trip, you know, they're making that trip possible, which has been awesome. But funding, I think for any nonprofit is always, is always going to be a challenge. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's awesome too. I guess that, well, I mean, you mentioned that before, you know, as far as, you know, inclusive financially as well, but to be able to find and, and get that support from, from the community and the businesses to help, you know, you said, you know, make, make those trips possible. It's, it's pretty sweet to see that, um, that they, they kind of love and believe in what you guys are doing. So, so that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, so I guess, um, I don't know if there's, are there any like other big plans or projects are coming up, big projects or anything like that coming up or, um, you know, as, as you kind of move into your, uh, the, the fifth year, you know, you said you guys are already kind of booked well past than what you guys were last year. Um, anything new and exciting or any other thing that you want to touch on, um, with beyond boundaries as itself? Um, so I think, so one huge thing that happened this year, um, is that I went full time, um, as the director and, um, you know, just, I think my main goal is, <laughs> is to not fail this year. And, and I think, you know, we've, I've done a good job. I've had a lot of support from, uh, friends and family help making this happen. Um, but, you know, I feel like that's, that's pressure, but it's, it's, you know, it's a fire under my tail to really just get out there yeah. to everyone and, and rock it. So, you know, it's cool. It's kind of scary at the same time going full time, um, in, in your own, you know, project, but it's exciting. So that's, you know, that's always in that, that, um, that kind of encompasses everything, you know, whether, you know, we're, we're going to throw a huge, huge outdoor, um, experience fundraiser in August. And I guess you're probably the first person besides my wife and our planning team to know about that. And we'll have more details for, you know, all of our followers and everyone who helps out later on. But that's a huge event that we're going to be, um, we're in the process of planning right now. Like I was saying earlier, this kayaking and stand up paddleboarding are two new adventures that we're diving into this year um, with partners in the community, which has been awesome um, with RVA paddle sports and then Riverside Outfitters, both being, um, huge supporters of what we're doing and helping us make those two adventures happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess all of that. <laughs> that <helps> out. <laughs> Sounds like you definitely have an exciting, um, uh, summer coming up and spring. Oh yeah. And that festival sounds like, um, or the experience or whatnot. It sounds like it's going to be a pretty awesome thing. I, I, uh, I guess we'll just have to stay tuned, uh, to see what that all entails, but, that sounds like a pretty fun idea and a pretty unique way to raise some funds as well. So, <laughs> um, so as far as like, I guess 
to jump into um, kind of what kind of advice do you have for someone that's kind of passionate, you know, about the same things, you know, kind of how you uh, kind of mesh together, you know, your love for the outdoors and then also to, you know, use that as a way to, um, to help others as well and kind of share that passion with others, you know, through these different um, uh, activities and whatnot. So I guess if, if somebody wanted to kind of start something similar in their own community, you know, where's, where's that starting point? You know, what, what do they do to kind of, to kind of get the ball rolling just like you guys did is just start scribbling on the back of a napkin and just go for it or, or what is it? I think so. I, I mean, whether it's a, a physical napkin or not, I think that it's, um, I don't know if there's other types of napkins, but um, <laughs> I think, you know, it's, um, I think what you, the, the bare bones of it is you just, you have to have passion. Um, I won't sit here and, and tell you that it's been an easy ride, nor is it the most difficult thing I've ever had to go through. It's somewhere in the middle and it changes, you know, every single day. But I think at the end of the day, if I didn't, love it as much as I do, then it just, it wouldn't be worth doing. So, you know, at the bare bones, if somebody's passionate about whatever it's going to be, whether it's this or something similar or something, the opposite, um, you know, if, if you, if you wouldn't want to do it, then, then you're not going to be able to get other people to do it. So passion, you know, a hundred percent passion from the get go, you know, from there, I think, you have to make mistakes. I think you have to just try it, whatever it is, um, you know, for as, as little money as you can put in and test the market. And, um, you know, cause people are going to tell you, you have a great idea all day long, but yeah. will people yeah. actually do it is a whole different thing. So once you can kind of test that market and see if you're a great idea, um, find a friend who, it gives you their honest opinion and try to sell them. And if you can sell them, I think you can probably sell, you know, everybody else. So, um, you know, we've had our ups and downs. Um, our first trip was, uh, at the end or the, excuse me, the middle of 2015 whitewater rafting. We have nicknamed it the whitewater walking trip. Um, it was uh, an experience I'll never forget for many different reasons. Um, but we learned a lot. We had all of our eyes, dotted and T's crossed like leading up to that program. If you would have asked me how today's going to go that morning, I would have just, you know, with flying colors would have been the best badass experience ever. And it was, it just, it threw us for a loop. And we realized very quickly that there's a lot to learn, even though we're super passionate about it. That's just our starting point. And every trip that we do, we learn something from, you know, we, we debrief every program with our guys and our volunteers to try to see what went well and what can we improve on. We asked our, our, um, our participants, our groups, you know, for their feedback as, as we go through programs, you know, is this something that you loved or, or you didn't love or whatever. And, you know, we get their input as well because we're always growing and, you know, every year we could work with the same group. And typically I'd say 99% of our groups come back year after year, which is, you know, a huge compliment. Awesome. Um, but it's something that, um, you know, you work, you have to keep working at and you've got to pivot. You know, we, I didn't, I didn't know we were going to do any of these other programs when we started just rafting and now we're, we're doing them and having people request them. So it's awesome. So just find the napkin, just go for it. And obviously find a lot of napkin. networking as well. Uh, find the napkin and go for it. Tell as many people as you can stand on a street corner and just ask them if this is a good idea, you know, and, and, and just start getting feedback from people, see who you're trying to serve and talk to them. I mean, is this something that they want, you know, but yeah, I mean, find a, find a napkin and go for it. I think that's perfect. That's awesome. Well, where can people find you guys online as far as website and social media and all that stuff kind of to 
um, keep up with what, you know, new programs or activities you guys have going on, you know, see how the summer goes for you all and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so we um, we try to update with our photos, um, social media, you know, every day, if not every other day. Um, our website, as programs start rocking out, we'll start throwing those up as well. Our website is www.beyondboundariesrva.org. Um, and then our handle, Instagram and Facebook, is beyondboundariesrva also. Um, so you can find us on there. We've got, um, if you're interested, especially if you're in the Richmond area, um, you're interested in volunteering, there's a button um, on our website, um, on the homepage actually, to volunteer, click it, um, it goes right to an email list, and how, how our volunteers work is when we start setting up programs, um, I'll send out an email to all the volunteers. Right now we've got a list of about 200, which is awesome, and wow. just kind of describing, you know, this is the group we're working with, This these are the dates, the times, the logistics, um, and then I'll say like, Here's a link to find out more about them if you want to. Um, and I need, let's say, five volunteers. So the first five people that kind of respond back, um, you know, we, we get them on the trip. So that's how you volunteer. We've got a donate button also that helps out, um, you know, subsidize a lot of these programs that I was talking about earlier that just can't afford it um, on their own. So both of those options you can find at beyondboundariesrva.org. That's awesome. Well, guys, make sure you go ahead and check them out um, and keep up with their social media, especially like he said, if you're in the, the Richmond area or just kind of curious to see kind of the unique things that they're doing. But uh, Shep, thanks again for, for uh, coming on and kind of sharing your story about how you got involved. Um, it was actually a lot different than what I thought you were going to say. So that's awesome as far as you know, actually going through college with that. Yeah. Um, awesome to hear how you've been able to grow uh, beyond boundaries as an organization and kind of still continually growing it. So that's awesome. I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate the time and I don't know how often you come back and, and visit Virginia, but next Richmond, next time you do, we definitely need to get you out on a trip. I, I would love that. Um, actually it might be the summer, so I'll definitely, we'll have to, we'll have to coordinate that if that happens. So perfect. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thanks again. I appreciate your time. I'll see you later. Hey guys, I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.